Hey folks, welcome to The David Bourne Show. In this episode, I cover my story. Part one of my story, that is, where I do something I think is very small and it turns out to be a major transformation in my life. My intention for this story is for you, the listener, to ask yourself, what changes am I looking for in my life? So ask yourself as you listen to this, how would I love to live a different life? Have I given up on the idea that I could change things? Am I thinking it's going to be too hard? I don't have enough time. Well, I used to think those things and something small turned out to be really huge for me. So I hope you enjoy this. I hope you learned something. And don't forget to keep asking that question. What do I want to change in my life? So this is my story. This is my story of what's happened to me in the last 18 months where I have been doing a deep dive into a topic that has... Well, frankly, it's just overtaken my life in the sense that I've become obsessed with it. Every day I work on further understanding this uh, system that uh, I've been writing about and thinking about and talking about. And and so now it's come time to, to tell the story and put it into this episode of my podcast early in this new podcast series that I'm doing which ultimately is about change. It's ultimately about finding greater changes in your life and making your life something more. Doing the things that you've kind of always known that you've wanted to do, but couldn't quite figure out how. And so uh, I want to just start where everything starts with an email that came across my computer. And uh, this email, I read it. And I immediately knew I was going to be doing something new because it was an invitation to, to write a book. And I thought, wow, it would be so cool to do this because it was from Seth Godin. And I knew that the work that he did with the Akimbo workshops, uh, Akimbo is the name of his podcast. You may have heard it. It's great. It's a lot about marketing. It's a lot about change, frankly, making creative, uh, cool changes in the world. I think Seth wants to change culture, he has said. And so he has these workshops and and people get together and just do awesome work. So this was the first workshop where people were going to get together and write a book. It was called Writing in Community 1. And when I got that email, I knew immediately that I wanted to do that. I just helped my mom finish a children's book. I'd done a lot of the final production parts of it. So I kind of looked at it and I thought, wow, this is cool. I'd like to write a book one day. And so sure enough, a few weeks later, this email comes across my desk and I'm like, huh, okay, well, maybe it's time to try to write a book. Well, the problem was I didn't know what I wanted to write a book about. And it took me a few days to figure that out. But finally, I realized, you know, just write about something that's not too big, something that you think is interesting that you want to learn about. You know, don't try to come across as an expert on something that, um, you know, I, I've been working in, in marketing and, and video production for, for most of my career. I've been a teacher, I've gotten a couple of master's degrees, one in media arts, which is recording arts, 
back in the early 90s when computers were really taken off. And so I really got into digital media and computers and the internet and digital video. And then that turned into to marketing. And I, I uh, taught at the university level. I've taught high school. So I'm a teacher. I'm, I've just been obsessed with, with media, particularly um, storytelling through the visual arts and through audio. And so you know, this was a new phase for me to, to try to write something, but I knew I didn't really want to write about my, about that, about the media. I wanted to write about something brand new because I was interested in discovering something new. Now, granted, um, I'm recording this in late 2021. And so 18 months ago, for those of you who have lived through this, you may recall this was 2020, so early 2020, which was the beginning of a pandemic of the COVID-19 virus, and things were pretty crazy in the spring of 2020. And, uh, you know, maybe I was looking for a distraction. I don't know. But I was excited about this idea of writing about something new. So, but what was I going to write about? That was a big question. Well, I thought, you know, just write about that Tony Robbins thing that I, I just saw in a video, it was just kind of this silly, uh, not silly. I thought it was, I thought it was um, interesting. It was just so sh- short and small, yet somehow huge. And I didn't know what it was, but I knew I had been interested in it ever since I'd seen the video in, in 2013. So that's what I did. I decided to write about this short little idea that Tony Robbins had come up with or shown me. I, I I didn't know if he came up with it or not. I had a I had a hunch that he didn't come up with it, but it was a system of change that he presented uh, in this short video back in 2013. And what he did, I'll just explain it. Uh, in essence, he took a piece of paper and he turned it sideways so that the long edge was on the top. And so he took uh, a marker and drew a line down. Uh, the middle from top to bottom, and then he took another line and drew it from left to right. So you've got these four quadrants. And he said, this is how change works. He didn't really have a name for this at this point. Later on, I found out he named it the success cycle, which if you know Tony Robbins, he's all about promoting success and people come to him to try to you know improve their lives. He's a life coach. He's a motivational speaker, very bold, energetic guy. Some people love him. Some people hate him. I think he's pretty amazing and he's worth looking into, uh, particularly the Netflix. A great place to start is his Netflix, I'm Not Your Guru. This was not in that video, by the way. I wish it were because I really haven't been able to find out more about this from him. He's done two videos that I know about uh, where he's explained this change cycle in these four different parts. So if you go back to this visual that I hope I've created of this piece of paper with the four quadrants, the top left, as you start to read... Imagine the word potential, okay? And then to the right of that in the next quadrant over, imagine the word action. If you know Tony, he's really into action. He uses this, he uses this phrase massive action a lot. And he believes in taking lots of action. But you've got potential in the left. Or to the right, you've got action. And then below that, you've got the word results. And so we're going in a circle here. So... Uh, the word results is underneath the word action on the right-hand side of the page. And then moving left, underneath that first word potential, you've got the word belief. Okay, so if 
we do the cycle from top left again, it says potential, action, results, and belief. And he said, this is how people move through the world. This is how change happens. And he happened to be talking to these two internet guru guys who had made fortunes early on in the internet selling stuff. And he said, this is what y'all did. Y'all took an idea, this potential, and you took all this massive action. You you did these things that you just tried things and, and you... Uh, something we might call agile development now, where you tried something and something that was short and you got feedback, you got those results, and then you came up with a new belief. And you took that belief and you moved into another area of potential. And you kept going around in this cycle quickly and you took massive action and everything worked out for you. Okay, well, uh, I take that with a grain of salt, but I thought, all right, I basically believe this. And I believe what he was saying, which is in essence, is take massive action, but also your belief drives that action. And so if you know this, then you can see how your belief just affects everything. All right. I thought, yeah, okay, Tony, that makes sense. But I also thought something that was really curious and it, I, I just thought, you know what? This looks like something else to me, this whole cycle. It looks like the hero's journey. He didn't say anything about the hero's journey. Uh, you know, this is a five-minute video. But I, I for, for just for years, I thought about how is that cycle like the hero's journey? And I would reflect back on it every once in a while and draw diagrams and think about, wow, Tony Robbins' idea is a lot like the hero's journey. But I never really did anything with it. Well, this email changed all that because I thought, you know what? I'm going to write about this Tony Robbins thing. Because it's so cool, and I know there's so much more there because it's like the hero's journey. Now, you may be asking, what the heck is a hero's journey? Okay, well, the hero's journey is an idea that was presented by Joseph Campbell back in the 50s, 1950s. Uh, he wrote a book called The Hero with a Thousand Faces, and eventually it became, in the 80s, which is when I learned about it, it, it became a big deal because... an Somebody who was a big deal uh, used his book and his ideas, and they made a big movie called Star Wars. So George Lucas took Joseph Campbell's ideas from this book, The Hero's Journey Idea, and he used it to write Star Wars. And so the movie industry, which was a movie, you know, which was an industry that I was getting interested in in college and making videos and becoming a storyteller this idea interested me that there was a core pattern in many stories. And the hero's journey is the pattern that a hero starts out on an adventure. He has lots of adventures and takes lots of action. And then he learns from those actions. And then he comes back to his community. Eventually, after uh, beating the villain, he comes back with some great boon as Campbell called it B-O-O-N. That's not a word we use much, but it means like this gift, this goodness, this uh, elixir was another word Campbell used a lot. And and keep in mind that Campbell, he didn't really come up with this idea necessarily. What he did was he discovered it. It was something that was there all the time in many mythologies and many stories all over the world. So when I got this email, an invitation to write this book, 
I took the Tony Robbins change cycle idea, something very simple, four parts, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to find out what this has to do with the hero's journey. And I found out it has a lot to do with it. And that is really why I've been so focused on this for the last 18 months and found out, you know, it's going to be even bigger than that. This is something that I could probably write about for the rest of my life. Um, And I'll get into that because once I started writing, things got really interesting as, as I saw these two ideas combine. And you know what? I'm finally going to refer to my notes here. I have a, this whole outline. I haven't even looked at it at this point, but as I'm recording this podcast, you know, I've got um, a lot happened and I just wanted to write it down. But that's basically where the story began. And as I started writing, the the idea for this, this writing uh, workshop that I was in, it was going to take six months, and we were all going to get together and publish daily uh, something we had written. And the idea was, you're just going to write 15 minutes a day, and you're going to publish that on this uh, space where just the people in the community are going to read it, and hopefully you'll get some feedback. But the real thing is that you would publish, you know, in a way you would just take that action daily. You would do massive action, and you would learn from that, and you would have some new ideas, and things would grow. And sure enough, That's what happened to me because I got into this and I realized, man, this idea is so huge. One of the first places I went to was Native American stories. That's where Joseph Campbell started his career looking into Native Americans and uh, their stories. And uh, wow, it was just amazing. You know, there's something in many Native American stories called the medicine wheel. All right. So it's a circular thing and it's got four parts and those four parts echo the idea of what's often called the four winds. So the different directions of the wind, which is of course the different directions of the earth and uh, the idea that nature is divided into four things. Okay. Well, what about that? Well, in the Northern hemisphere where the native Americans were, at least we have winter, which is cold and dormant. We've got spring where everything comes alive. We've got summer where things grow and mature fall where things, uh, you know, they, their fruits are fully ripe. And so that's when the, the harvest is. And then of course we have winter come back again. And so it's this natural cycle. And so I thought, wow, this is really cool how, you know, you can see this natural cycle reflected in the studies or rather in the, in the, uh, stories that the native Americans are, are, um, had been making and this medicine wheel idea. And then there was this idea of healing connected to this, you know, it's called a medicine wheel because there's healing here. It's like, Oh, that's interesting. Healing. Okay. Well, it's kind of like the hero coming back with this boon and healing the community. So anyway, uh, there were lots of things like that. As I started researching, I found this four part pattern in many different religions. In the Hindu religion, for example, there's this idea that there are four phases uh, of mankind. And uh, I'm not going to go into the details, but the four-part parallels, uh, there's four yogas. And the one hand, it it didn't surprise me because I just started seeing it everywhere. Then I started remembering uh, about this guy I had uh, heard about on a, a podcast. I am a regular follower of the Rob Bell podcast. Um, Rob Bell is a is a Christian, but he 
brings in lots of different interesting speakers, uh, really from all kinds of backgrounds, not just Christianity. He's a very open-minded guy. And he brought in this fellow who is uh, had a background in Jungian psychology. Jung, Carl Jung, by the way, is uh, one of the one of the reasons why uh, Joseph Campbell went down so many of his paths. He was he was uh, a big follower of Jung. Well, this guy who I'm t- who was on the Rob Bell podcast was a Jungian therapist, and Carl Jung was the father of one of the fathers of modern psychology. He he and Sigmund Freud kind of took things in two different directions, and so. Jung had this idea of uh, the archetypes. And so Alexander John Shia, who was on this show with Rob Bell, started talking about the Gospels and the four Gospels. And he was saying these Gospels mimic the, the four parts of the self. And that was really interesting. Four parts of the self. Okay, tell me more. So um, the four parts of the self and the four parts of man that's echoed in the Hindu religions. We already know that echoes in the in the Native American stories and religions uh, and the medicine wheel. And so, you know, being a Christian, someone who was born into a, a Christian household, this was really interesting to me that... Uh, the four gospels somehow lined up with this four idea, this pattern. And so, uh, wow, it started getting even bigger. And so Alexander John Shia called this the quadrados. And he wrote about it in a book called Heart and Mind. And I started reading more and more of that. I started getting involved with uh, one of his groups where um, some people got together on a regular basis and we would talk about this and go through the cycles together. And so... You know, I just started learning so much and realizing how big it was. And, um, you know, I realized this little short idea, this little five-minute Tony Robbins video uh, wasn't going to be so easy to encapsulate. And I got a little bit discouraged with that. I mean, as much as I knew this idea was just so interesting and challenging to me. Part of me was like, ah, I'm not sure about a short book anymore. And so I started to get a little bit overwhelmed. And part of that overwhelm was as I was writing in this community, I was watching all these other fellow authors, these friends of mine now, they were going through similar processes. And, and several of them were writing about their personal experiences and their own personal stories. And that's when I realized that this four-part change cycle thing that Tony was talking about, that the hero's journey was talking about, I realized, oh, wow, this really has a lot to do with personal growth and change. And I was so interested in watching my fellow writers write about their own histories, their personal lives. I thought, man, I want to do that too. That's just so rich and deep. And so what I started doing in conjunction with researching you know, other mythologies and Joseph Campbell, Hero's Journey type stuff, I started looking into this idea of belief and truth and just, you know, how do we form our beliefs? How do we find truths? How do we, how do we move through the world uh, just changing and growing? And as I looked back on my own life, I started just writing the stories as, as far back as I could remember, back to being a kid, back to going on adventures with my family out in boats. And, um, you know, I fell off of a boat when I was four years old. That was my earliest memory. And I know that that memory had significance for me. And uh, I wrote about that. 
And of course, you know, my dad died when I was 11 and that greatly affected me. And I've, I've known that and I've written about that in my 20s. I did a lot of work. I did a lot of personal seeking and investigating that had to do with my dad's death. And also my best friend killed himself at 21 years of age. And of course, that was a major change in my life and, and made me look back and reflect and uh, in my 20s, I did a lot of work. I did a lot of writing. I did some drawings. I did some paintings. I learned to meditate. And I combined that meditation with that creative practice. So I was looking back on what I'd done in my 20s and kind of how I'd figured out what the world meant and how I, you know, did I believe in God? Did I believe in the afterlife? Did I believe that my best friend and my father were somehow still out there? Yeah, these are big questions that we all have. And as I was writing and sharing, I just realized, wow, this is really powerful stuff. There's something here. And I started noticing uh, in myself and in my writing friends, this cycle just kept going over and over and over. And it just, you know, frankly, I got kind of overwhelmed with it because it got so big. I just didn't know what to do with it. And so uh, many months had gone by and I, I never did write that short book. It just got too big. I decided what I was going to do instead, though, is do a podcast about it, which, of course, is what you're listening to right now, podcast about this and about this idea. And so I just thought, you know, I want to use this idea. I don't want to just write about it and do some kind of academic book, booky thing. I wanted to use it in the real world. And so, well, I'm going to share these stories and these ideas through a podcast. 18 months later, I finally am doing that. But what else has happened as some, uh, and I'm, this is where part two of this story is going to uh, happen. Uh, this is the first part that you're listening to. First part two, some other stuff happened about six months ago that I'll tell you about in, in part two of this story. But uh, I want to get back to this idea of this overwhelm. Because now I can see what had been happening. Remember the four parts that Tony talked about? All right, go back to your vision of this piece of paper. So you've got this piece of paper. It's sideways. You've got the word, and I get confused because this word changes a lot for me, but basically you've got the word potential in the top left, and then action, and then you've got results, and then you've got belief. That's what Tony said. Well, these many months, I had started to change that. And what I had done was I realized, you know, the most important thing to me is not starting out with this idea of potential. The most important thing is starting out with this idea of belief. And I changed it around. Instead of it P, A, R, and B, I changed it to P, A, R, and T. So potential, action, results, and truth. Because really all along, as I reflected back on how I had found truth, I realized, wow, it's really important, this idea of truth for me. And so I wanted to put that at the beginning. Or really what I did is I kind of switched around the piece of paper and I put it at the top of that piece of paper. So again, if you imagine this piece of paper, maybe flip it over to the other side in your imagination. And at the top of that piece of paper, still sideways, put the word in like north, right? Okay. So in, and also beside that put T 
because T is truth. And that's really our true north, like a compass, getting back to that Native American idea where you've got the four directions. If you're moving through life, I realized there's a compass, which is truth. If you keep truth in mind, you're not going to ever get lost. Truth is your, it is your, uh, the needle of that compass pointing you where you need to go in life. And so that truth became so important. It, I knew it had to live at the top and it had to be where I always came back to. So I'm going to switch out that N for North and call it a T for truth. Okay. And then you can start the P, which is your, your potential, your, if you want to make progress, if you've got a problem you want to solve, P works so, so well, but you're going to start that hero's journey. You're going to move towards that potential, something new. And then down at the bottom, opposite of the T is your A for action. That's where I was digging in to my personal stories. I was taking action. I was writing. I was looking at all the action that I had taken in my life, all the things that had happened. So as I wrote and as I reflected, which the R, the reflection is the next piece of the cycle that I was going through constantly. This is a continual process, by the way. That reflection and those results, on which would now be on the left side of your paper, those move back to the top again, which is your your truths and your, your new beliefs. And so what I realized is I want to participate in this more fully. I didn't know how. I didn't know what. I knew I wanted to talk about it. I knew I wanted to create a podcast. And so... You know, something happened about six months ago, which I won't talk about in this episode. I'm going to let you hear that in the next episode. But something happened. I made some new discoveries that really just changed everything and and put everything into a new perspective. And that's all I want to talk about in this episode. It's plenty long enough. In fact, way too long already to wrap it up. So what happened? An email came across my desk, an invitation to do something, to take action. I didn't know what to do, but I thought, you know, I'll just follow something I really liked. I followed my bliss, which is what Joseph Campbell says we are supposed to do. Follow what, follow your bliss. Do what makes you happy. And I thought, well, this Tony Robbins idea makes me happy. I know there's something there, and I know it has something to do with the hero's journey and storytelling and change. And man, I'm so glad I did that. I'm, I took the leap. I jumped into the unknown and just said, you know what? I'm going to just do this. So ask yourself, is there anything that you just want to do? And the world's probably telling you you shouldn't do it because it's insignificant or it's going to be a waste of time or I don't know what. But you know there's a truth inside you that is worth exploring. If you've got a truth like that, I encourage you to steer towards it, to put it at the top of your page. Consider this cycle. You know, the cycle's never ending. And isn't that great that we get to keep changing, that we get to keep moving forward and taking part in our lives in a more conscious way. One thing I didn't mention, but a big part of all this change, as I was writing, I was also meditating a lot. I was praying a lot, just trying to find presence. I had studied Eckhart Tolle, uh, read a couple of his books, and if you know him, you know that he talks a lot about 
presence, being in the moment. He says, the past is an illusion. The future is an illusion. All we ever get is what's right now. The power of now is the name of one of his books. And I think he's right when he says, if we focus on this, on the power of now, we can change the world. I think that that now is that true north. I think it's that presence where, you know, if we go there on a regular basis, daily meditation, do the creative work, do the writing, do the podcasting, do the video making, do whatever it is you do that's creative. Get those stories out there, manifest them into the world, bring them into being because that is where the magic happens. And that is what I want to encourage you to do is to take that idea that may seem so insignificant. It may just be a whim, kind of like my, oh, there's just, I'll just write about that. Well, I can tell you, it's changed everything. It's changed my life. It's put me on a a whole new career projection. We'll get into that in part two and what happened about six months ago. Some uh, two new discoveries that I made that changed everything for me. I hope you I've gotten something out of this episode. If you have, I hope you will uh, follow along. You can find everything that I do at davidborn.com. B-O-U-R-N-E is how you spell born. Yes, like the movie, davidborn.com. My name is David Born. You can find me there. I hope you will follow along and especially listen to part two, which will be coming out in the next episode of this David Born show. All right. See you out there, folks. Cheers. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the David Bourne Show. If you want to learn more about some of the topics I talked about, each episode will always have detailed show notes with links for more information. For example, for this episode, you can find a graphic freely downloadable where you can do the four-part discovery yourself by asking yourself, what kind of changes would I like to make? And how could I go through the different four stages of change that I'm talking about? I'm going to be talking a lot more about those four change phases in upcoming episodes here. And I'm also offering something new. If you go to davidborn.com slash discovery, you can set up a 15 minute phone call where you and I can talk about some changes you'd like to make in your life. It's a way for us to just explore the possibilities of moving forward on things and make things better. As we say, we all have areas of least satisfaction, so you can choose to do something about it. All right. Again, David Bourne, wishing you well. Cheers. By the way, this music, made by Moog, an Asheville, North Carolina-based company, which is where I live. They're awesome. Check them out. Bye.